Namaste, everyone, and welcome to the Jai Bhakti Yoga podcast, where we share information on all things yoga, Ayurveda, and well-being lifestyle. I am excited to share these resources, insights, interviews, and so much more as we grow together on this wonderful journey of well-being. I am your host, Christina Andrini, founder of Jai Bhakti Yoga Foundation and JBYU School of Yoga and Ayurveda. I'd like to invite you to subscribe to our blog on Tumblr, as well as to follow us on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook and all the fun social media channels where we share some of the tips and insights and resources from our podcast and vice versa on here. Now let's go ahead and begin with today's episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back. It is good to be back and to be present with all of you once again. So we are continuing on our journey through physical and mental well-being. There have been so many shifts in the last couple of weeks personally that I am just so grateful for this particular community for holding that space for me as I've been also growing through what we're going to be talking about today. So as you're joining and you're popping in and you're popping out, I want to thank you for taking that time to join us today and to give a listen to how these tips are going to help you as you layer them in now with your physical well-being practices. So we have well um, our mental health well-being, and now we have our physical well-being. So let's give a listen today. And I'm Christina, and welcome to our podcast that we host live here on Instagram every Monday at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. So let's begin. Today's topic is going to be focused on the physical and mental layers of how we navigate the physiology and how the physical practice also impacts our mental well-being. And with that, there's nothing like feeling the, the sense of displacement. Maybe you have recently moved, maybe you've recently shifted positions or are in between homes. Maybe there is during this particular time of year, the later part of the year, there is a disassociation with your family or a disconnection. And there can be a stem or a vicissitude of experiences that will create that sense or that space of displacement. And in and of itself, having a sense of displacement can also curate or propel a downward spiral of different types of emotions or different types of sensitivities, which will either like put a damper on your physical practices, which could be anything from running to yoga, to going to the gym, swimming, etc., or it could also put a damper just on your intellect and cognitively how you are responding, how you are relating. And both of these work hand in hand. And we're gonna get to that today as we talk a little bit more in depth. What is most important is understanding that even though we're moving around and we feel that we're losing maybe what was once a home or we're bouncing around from one place to another, 
it's a series of moving around and a, and a series of feeling basically not grounded that our chakras are slightly shifted or we're just not feeling rooted somewhere. Well, with this comes back to the question of self-care and it also equates to what we have come to learn and love about self-care is self-integrity. And so self-care and self-integrity is something I enjoy sharing. However, what does self-care look like when we are feeling this roller coaster of emotions that we're currently, for the most part, many are experiencing as a whole, as a collective together? And sometimes even questioning, questioning yourself out of inviting or dealing um, with our lovely dear friend Pragya Aparad, which we talk about every single week. And Pragya Aparad is that mistake of the intellect. And I used to say it was ignorance of the intellect, but it's really the mistake of the intellect. It's just the naivety of ourselves having those self-limiting beliefs or having those moments where we're second guessing or really just creating that space of self-doubt. And this is where we give rise to Pragya Aparad, which is that shadow self. And we want to embrace and nurture the Pragya Aparad because this is what gives us that resilience to continue to persevere and to move forward, which we'll get to now. And sometimes what it looks like or what it feels like when we are experiencing these moments of um, displacement or starting over again and over again and almost to the point of exhaustion where you're just kind of like, unfortunately, just like taking it so much that it becomes normal. And this is where we want to nip that in the butt and create these healthy boundaries, part of what self-care and self-integrity truly does mean. And so we want to understand that not having a sense of stability puts us in a state of not feeling safe, grounded, secure, supported, and it is feeling like you're living without having any roots solidified into the soil of your soul. Where is it that you would want to integrate these roots? In order for us to feel good on the outside, we also need to feel good on the inside. And when we're feeling good on the inside, it not just necessarily works in here, in Sadaka Pitta, in the heart chakra area, it's the whole, it's our mind, our heart, it is the grounding and it's everything combined. And if we're not feeling that, then chances are we're not going to be very motivated to really take action or karma to do our dharma because we are holding ourselves back with the self-doubt, limiting beliefs and fear, etc. And in this particular um, aspect, this is where... Um, Vata dominant doshas. So we've talked about these Vata, Pitta, and Kapha before. And very quick, I'll just run through. But those three in particular, Vata, Pitta, and Kapha, these particular doshas, these are our prakritis, and they can be vitiated and they can be aggravated. When this happens, when we tend to have a dominant dosha or very, very, very close Vata, Pitta, Pitta, Kapha, etc. Um, they're very close. And so 
with with vata specifically vata dominant doshas especially now that we're in vata season the later part of the year tends to be vata season you you might feel um an increase of anxiety uh, a little bit of depression might be surfacing you might have these roller coaster emotions that are are coming through for you um a lot of the time it's overwhelm taking on too many projects and then feeling very overwhelmed, overloaded, starting a lot of things and getting almost nothing done. And you might even feel a sense of burnout. And so these types of, of uh, insecurities or iniquities or vitiations will also play or lend themselves into a role of that mentality and holding us back from being able to progress physically to do whatever it is that we are feeling called to do because we're just going through overwhelm and burnout. And if, for example, you're a uh, pitta dominant dosha, and pitta dominant doshas might also seem to feel on overdrive. They might even drown themselves into their work just to avoid anything else on the external. Um, they want to get things done. They want to get it done now, and they're not going to wait around. They're laser focused, and they're going to make moves. It doesn't matter what time of day it is. As long as they're eating, they're good. Um, and then kapha, kapha dosha would probably feel in this particular stage of vitiation that um, they are just content with how it is. They're not going to change anything. They're just going to go with the flow. As it happens, it happens. We'll just take it as it is. And uh, it'll take a lot more motivation for kapha. And so we have a combination of all three. This is why it's important to understand our doshas so that we understand where we might be in balance and how we can circle back to balancing it with these particular tips that we're going to go over now. As we know that taking a time out is crucial to coming back to stillness. We call this rest and activity. We take rest and we return back to activity. This way we can find a little bit of clarity. We can take a break from it, step away from it. We become overwhelmed with something. It's just like working out. When we go to the gym or we go to yoga, we'll do the postures, we'll do the movements, we'll do what, whatever. We get tired, we take a child's pose, we take a rest, or we take a break for about a minute and a half or two minutes at the gym, and then we go back and we start doing it again. So it's that rest and then it's that activity. When we enter back into the activity, chances are that you are a little bit stronger. You're able to do a little bit more. You're able to breathe a little differently. So these are those moments where we take those breaks and we give ourselves the opportunity to rest and reset, okay? So that's one tip that Pitta Kapha Vata, everybody should be doing, or I hate to use the word should, but I just wanna encourage you to be doing, me, myself included, when we feel those spaces or those places of uh, going into overwhelm, burnout, overdrive. And sometimes, you know, we're just working out those kinks, you know, and no one said it was going to be easy. No one said it was, it, it's going to probably be a little bit harder than we think it's going to be. But this is the beauty of receiving the nectar of our intellectual and physical growth. This is how, for example, um, when you go to a masseuse and you have a kink in your neck, they start to work in that area and it's super tight and it's really confined and restricted. Once they start kneading in that area, they're beginning to break through the tension or the myofascial or whatever it is that's causing this 
pain or this this particular pain, this particular hurt, et cetera. And as they're needing, the body starts to slowly start to open up more and more and it starts to receive and receive and receive. And like that is how we begin to work through all of these different vitiations. So as we're working through each of these experiences, we're beginning to loosen up, to be a little bit more relaxed about whatever the vitiation is, whatever the situation is, whatever caused the strain. And we're able to now exercise that particular intellectual muscle to receive the information, to need it, to work it out, and then to let it release. So as to not store it. The only thing that we store is that which is most relevant to us and everything else will be released through the mala or the apana going out through the excrement. Self-integrity is learning how to establish these healthy boundaries. And this is part of why the emotional or the mental intellect along with the physical um, activity and well-being work hand in hand. Self-integrity is creating those healthy boundaries. It's knowing when to say no. It's knowing when to say yes. It's knowing when to uh, remove yourself from a situation that will aggravate you. Everybody is not created the same way. And we talked about this back over when we did your truth is not necessarily my truth. And we know that we all operate on a different circadian rhythm. We operate on very different receiving and, and exchanging different love languages. And so being able to have that same integrity and self-respect for oneself is crucial to having that self-respect altogether. When you have self-respect for yourself, therefore you're shining that same respect towards others we give and we receive this particular exchange. This is conducive to your intellect and to your mental cognition because how you take care of yourself is how you will receive that from others. If you're gonna treat yourself like crap, then chances are you're gonna be treated as such. It's very important to establish the healthy boundaries that will create more power for you to empower your growth and empower your overall well-being. The self-integrity with uh, creating these healthy boundaries, it becomes a prevention method. When we allow things to consume us or continue to penetrate us from the physical aspect, um, we, um, sorry about that, y'all. When we, when we, um, when we begin to allow these things to consume ourselves from the physical aspect, this becomes, um, quite an issue. Give me just a second, friends. I'm going to fix something here. Looks like we got a, there we go. Cheerio. Cheerioses. All right. So let's see if we can come back here. Give me a thumbs up if you can still hear me, if you're still on. And then that way I can continue. This is very important. Good. I see. Do I have a thumbs up to let me know that you can hear me still? Good. All right. It looks like, looks like you can. Excellent. Very, very good. So good. Awesome. Anyway, so um, 
let's go back. So we're circling back to where we left off. So that self-integrity is learning to establish, sustain, and maintain these healthy boundaries. We talked about that. Check. We want to enforce them for ourselves because as we care for ourselves, as Maharishi Mahesh Yogi states all the time, one can only give to others to the extent that one can give to themselves only. Once you have that fulfillment within yourself, therefore you can be the full cup no matter what. Remember, we talked about this as well. A cup is always full. Whether there's substance inside of it or not, it does not matter because one of the Mahabhutas is always inside of the cup and it's air and the other one actually is space. So the cup is always consumed with vata no matter what, which is why Vata is one of and known as the king of the doshas. So Vata is always present everywhere and it's how we navigate and manage it that will create the homeostasis within our physiology, which will also in fact impact our Pragya Aparad. So as we are talking about the intellect and understanding the perceptions and the falsities of reality and so on and so forth, this will give you more knowledge on how to address your mental and your physical um, connection. So let's continue. Let's continue with how they go hand in hand. Okay. Each of these each of these go hand in hand because when our bodies feel good, so too does the mind. This is why when people work out, they're having these endorphins that stem, they move up, and all of a sudden after yoga or after a great workout or after any type of physical activity, intimacy, running, whatever, you feel so much more empowered. You feel super, super enlivened. It's because of that endorphin release that it creates this huge kind of boom in the body, makes it super happy. And this is why the intellect all of a sudden transitions, it transforms, new neurons are connected and fired and wiring together. The more that you continue to practice a physical activity that initiates that type of boom, that type of wonderful explosion of endorphins, the dopamine enhances and circulates throughout the body, the more you're going to create what we call ojas. And that ojas will permeate this glow or the vitality from within the, the body and out. And then this comes back to the SCI principle or science of creative intelligence principle, inner depends on outer and outer depends on inner, okay? Which goes back to the, the intellect is in alignment with the physiology. The physiology, how we feel physically is going to be representative of how we are mentally and they both are always going to be in alignment. If they're not, hence the imbalance and hence where we need to apply certain tips and tricks to give ourselves permission to come back to homeostasis. So what happens also is we've talked about this before and you can go back and watch it in regards to AMA, but when we have ama we have buildup when we have buildup this creates those toxins or those impurities in the body which creates a kapha vitiation or a dulling of our senses a dulling of our agni which is our digestive fire it creates a dullness overall which is quite tamasic 
And therefore, well, over time, as we're building and building and building, this assimilation, accumulation, dissemination happens, and we come into now another level of chronic illness. And so we want to prevent the chronic illness from happening by nipping it in the bud, by beginning our physical practice and our mental practices, aligning them both so as to prevent the onset of diseases such as diabetes, depression, or any types of chronic ailments that may even stem from accumulation in certain areas of the body, such as lower back pain, arthritis, et cetera. So as we continue to move forward, this week's focus is going to be mostly on the mental well-being. Last week and the week before that, I really focused on the physical and posted a couple of videos on YouTube, which you can get for free, as well as here on Instagram and slash Facebook, that we did some working out with Fusion and Fitness together so that we can move through a lot of this energy. I also um, did quite a few videos with Vivaya Live, which they do a two week free intro offer that you can go check out. And that was in alignment with that, which we're continuing to, to practice with ongoing. And then I'll also do the entire program for our membership site. So all of you all will have that too. But this week, we are going to be focusing now on taking those aspects, those videos, those asanas, those workouts, that movement, that moving energy, and we're going to take the physical and we're going to layer it now with the mental and we're going to combine the two. And how we do that is by first we do the meditation and how we do the meditation is through pranayama. So this week, the next couple of days, starting today and on, we're going to be focusing on pranayama. We're going to do five types of pranayama this week. Today, we'll start with simple basic breathing. Then tomorrow, we're going to graduate into the dirga breath. We'll go into ujjayi the following. Then we'll go into kapala, I'm sorry, we'll go into nadi shodhana, which is a sukh pranayama. And then we'll do the retention on the Loma Voloma at the very end of the week. So these will be the five that we do. They are pretty popular in the yoga community so as to not surprise you when uh, you enter into classes in your respective communities worldwide and you get to experience these breathing techniques in the class. Another key aspect to take back with you is that Pranayama is a physical practice. It works out the inside of your body. So this is working the inner organs. It's working the respiratory system. It's purifying the liver. It's purifying the blood. So pranayama is very, very powerful, and we will be practicing it this week. So it's a beautiful addition to your yoga practice or your, your workout routines at the gym, Pilates, etc. all of your movement-based routines. And then simply just adding now a breathing technique. I mean, we breathe every single day, all day long, y'all. So why not just add a technique in the morning for two minutes, not even, that will give you a sense of homeostasis, right? And if you are inclined to do the meditation, then you're welcome to do the meditation afterward. I'd like to meditate with everyone um, and, and during the week, not today, but during the week, we'll meditate for about five minutes. We'll do a five-minute meditation um, in the morning to get everyone's days started and kicked off. So 
Now, how do we begin the, the pranayama practice is going to be simply sitting in a comfortable position, whatever that is for you. And I'll give you a moment to just grab what you need. As you're coming into your seat and getting comfortable in all of the things, what I do want you to take in is a couple of questions today. All right. How will, what will you begin all right, this week to set your commitment to yourself for your self-integrity, your self-care and your self-respect. Okay, that's your first physical practice, mental practice. The next question, and I will make sure that I share these with you as well so you can come back and, and uh, give it a watch and uh, write them down. What are you committing to this week is that first question. And then when you notice you are going for a stroll down memory lane and it's unpleasant and those unpleasant sensations arise, how do you make the shift? How do you make the shift? Okay. And then what is your dosha dominance and what can you do to balance your doshas? So what can you do to balance your doshas? And if you don't know what your dosha dominance is, just head over to jbyfnola. Dot org, take the quiz and you'll know what that is. And then that's where we will start. You can write this in your journal, um, but these are just going to be your practices daily that we will do together. I have a journal myself, so I will be do, uh, doing the journaling prompts with you. And let's just work forward towards the sense of wholeness, no matter where you are. There is nothing like the feeling of displacement. The experiences we spoke of is why we start over again and again. It is the muscle of resilience that keeps us moving from place to place until we realize that we have been grounded wherever we are. It is just taking the time to sit, be still, and recognize we cannot keep running from our destiny. Life will be filled with ups and downs. It is how we choose to work through the circumstances to work it out. A masseuse nurtures the muscle or area of focus in the manner in which it is needed in order to work out the kink. Like that, our intellect and physical practices combine to move and work through whatever the circumstances are to find release and resolve. No one said it would be easy, like I said before, nor did they say it would be pain-free, but it does take 1% of commitment each day to see that progress. So here are the tips that I promised you. And then next week, we will dive into some of these topics. And um, I'm going to also move most of them into our course that we have um, with our Ayurvedic yoga teacher training that we do that focuses in on a lot of this. And specifically, we'll be working this week through the pranayama portion, like I stated, so that we can sustain that balance throughout the day. So make sure you give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook, Pinterest and YouTube, because that, that way on YouTube, you can get all of our videos every single day for free. So let's go over the tips. Tip number one is you want to invite yourself to learn something new. And this is all your tips for mental well-being, intellectual well-being and wellness. So one is learn practice or explore a new language, whether that's picking up a musical instrument or taking on a new class, maybe going to Casa de España, learning some Spanish, 
giving yourself the opportunity to learn something new to challenge your intellect. The next tip is about a modality that maybe is something that has piqued your interest, such as Ayurveda or yoga. Um, maybe it's about consciousness or higher states of consciousness. And three is participate in discussion forums to challenge yourself and others intellectually. Join Facebook groups that you share common interests in and talk to each other and get inspired by one another and motivate each other. And the fourth one is to be attentive to your continuing education and to your growth. So if you're interested in doing yoga teacher training, you can take our uh, teacher training. We do a one-on-one -on -one as well as group sessions to help you navigate your, your continued growth at your pace, at your level. So whatever you're doing, we work together over the course of five months to make sure that you achieve your educational goals for becoming an Ayurvedic yoga teacher and um, health professional in that respect. You can take cultural immersion retreats. We do those along with many others, and you can take workshops, etc., that will continue to nourish your growth. Another is to read and explore. Always stay curious, invite your inner Alice in Wonderland so that you are questioning the why behind things and understanding the root of the matters and looking at things from more of an objective big picture standpoint than really um, zoomed in. And the other is the breath work that breaks to support cognitive coherence. So taking these breath work breaks, such as the pranayama that we're going to do now, um, we will be focusing on these different ones. And they're really helpful to letting that cerebral fluid flow through the body and to reignite and stimulate the nervous system in a more homeostatic way. And lastly, just making time to appreciate art and music, literature, yourself, and taking those times to spend with your family and friends as well, with your loved ones and those that continue to support and empower you, to challenge your intellect, and that enhance and uplift you. So that is it for now, my friends. I'm sending you so much love, so much abundance. And I'm looking forward to seeing you very soon. Those of you that like to stay on, please do. We're going to go ahead and do our breathing technique before we sign off. So let's go ahead and come back to that comfortable seated position. Ground your feet into the earth. Uncross the feet preferably. Relax the shoulders. You can take a look at me first and just take a moment to get grounded. We can visualize each other uh, in the same space. And then go ahead and close your eyes if you feel comfortable doing so. And just simply breathe in and out. So today's pranayama is the very basic breath. We're just learning to observe our breath. Notice if your belly rises on your inhale or if your chest rises. Notice how you breathe. Notice if you're slouching, if you're sitting up straight or if you're laying down. Notice if your jaw is tight or loose, 
if your brow is furrowed or soft. You notice if you can relax your tongue. Just observe your breath as it is. No effort. Let's remain here for just a few more rounds. Now we take our hands to heart and we just honor each other, honor this time. Jai Guru Dev. Relax the hands, slowly open the eyes. And just notice a sense of calm. From my heart to yours, much love and namaste. Thank you all so much for participating in today's wonderful podcast. As always, it's such a joy and an honor to share in the space with all of you and hold the space together as a collective. I invite you to support my life's work on Teachable. For those of you that would like continuing education units, Teachable will be the go-to for your membership. I'm looking forward to growing together and meeting you all. Please be sure to follow me on Instagram and introduce yourself. I would love to follow you back and subscribe to our YouTube channel for free classes that are posted weekly. Looking forward to our next chat together and I'll see you online, in person, in an immersion or on this podcast. See you soon. From my heart to yours, much love and namaste.